Hello, welcome back to Jungle Confidential, the male's podcast and your place to hear all of the I'm a Celeb gossip. So last night, wasn't it the Matt Hancock show? He nailed that challenge and it was a tough one. And tonight we'll see him and Boy George take on an eating Bush Tucker trial together. Presumably that means delights such as kangaroos' penises, crocodiles' testicles, fish eyes or the like. Can't wait for that. The British public seemed determined to punish our former health secretary for leaving his constituents to jet out to Oz for a six-figure paycheck. I've got Lembit Opic, part of the class of 2010, with me today, perhaps the only person in Britain who is behind Hancock's decision to appear on the show. Morning, Lembit. Good morning to you, and you're probably right about that, Katie. (laughs) (laughs) So why do you think it's a good thing that Matt Hancock has decided to take, we're told, £400,000 to appear on I'm a Celebrity when his contestants in West Suffolk are are in need of him? Talk about a loaded question, but I will answer it. Quite simply because just because he's got a past doesn't mean he can't have a future. And he's got a pretty colourful past. Let's make no bones about it. He had to resign his position as a cabinet minister for breaking the very rules that he was meant to be enforcing. So in my judgment, he's hated. I know how that feels. I wasn't popular when I went into the jungle. And I genuinely think this is an opportunity for him to to redeem himself. The money's attractive. Let's not pretend, but that's probably not his main motivation. It's mainly because he really thinks that he can get his message across. I thought that was a slightly naive ambition to begin with. But as it turns out, uh, his performance so far genuinely has shown the person that I know, the Matt Hancock that I know and have known for years, and he's a lot nicer than his public image. But but don't you think that's a little bit all about him, you know, to, to, to use the show to get his the real Matt Hancock across? Uh, yes, it is all about him. To some extent, that's uh, mitigated by the fact that he's talked about a couple of his charities, St Nicholas Hospice, that I don't know much about, uh, and the British Dyslexia Association, that I do know a lot about. He's lived with dyslexia. I didn't think he'd even get those two charities into the frame. But most of the interviews I've done, somebody has raised those. So he surprised me by getting that across. But that still doesn't take away from the correct point that you make. This is largely about Matt Hancock. But I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that he is entitled, having been at the top in politics as as a cabinet minister, to now change direction, which is what I suspect he's doing, and give people a chance to see him more as he is. But, but why is it about seeing him, more of him? If, if you're one of his constituents in West Suffolk and, and, you know, you really, really need his help, what does it matter who, how he comes across? Or, or it doesn't matter whether we see the real him or not, does it? It's about he's there to serve. It, it doesn't matter uh, in that sense. And there are lots of people, as you said in your introduction, a majority of people in the country who think he shouldn't be there. But... Uh, and it's a very big but here. Uh, Matt Hancock has got one life. He's making one journey. And he's chosen to take a colourful diversion into the jungle. He won't be available for maybe 16 days, maximum probably 23. But what's the difference between doing that and going to Barbados, the way Boris Johnson, a serving MP, did, famously having to fly back for his, his uh, failed leadership bid this year? What's the difference between taking your family to Australia as an MP uh, and then being four weeks away, let's say, over the summer recess, which isn't a holiday, it's a recess, very big difference. So I think the difference is it's very public. If Matt Hancock had gone to Scotland for a three-week fishing holiday, nobody would have noticed, nobody would have said anything. I think that's one reason it's careless of so many people to damn him 
but taking a little bit of time off. Most MPs work most weekends all year round. Give the guy, give the guy a break. I think. So last night, I mean, I feel like perhaps it is actually working. I think, I think last night we did see a Matt that was quite different, wasn't he, to, to how people perceive? I mean, certainly that challenge he did. I think people, people sort of think perhaps he's a bit of a drip. But I think, you know, going into that, doing that water challenge and winning 11 stars was quite something. It was a tough challenge, wasn't it? Yes, I think Matt is a bit geeky. Mm-hmm. I say that as a friend, but he's the guy who you don't choose first for your team uh, when everyone's standing there saying, pick me, pick me. <laughs> and he, it's just how he is. He's like a well-meaning 18-year-old squat in a way. And you don't really think he's going to cut it in a place like the jungle. He was on a huge pressure. I could see that, knowing him as I do. There was no way he was going to fail yesterday because he thinks that his reputation's on the line, not just out here, and he's probably got no idea of the level of media interest, but also in the jungle where he's been made very well aware of the fact that people like Boy George are not impressed that he's there. He got all 11 stars. When you do those trials, you really think you're going to die. And you could see there was so little space for him to breathe for those who haven't seen it. It was an underwater mm. challenge you do think maybe I'm going to drown here or be bitten by a crocodile. Most people have never been in a pool with a crocodile, but he delivered all 11. And even his doubters were grudgingly impressed by the fact that I, I, he did well. I thought Anton Deck, who initially was sort of ridiculing him, weren't they, weren't they mm-hmm. having to do it, afterwards, were their tone was very much kind of fair play, you, you know, wow, you did this. I mean, he was very determined, <laughs> wasn't he? Yeah, this is the thing about Matt. Uh, everyone's underestimating him or almost everyone. Uh, he actually is quite a solid, quite a robust person. And I think that he rather uh, sidestepped his game players yesterday. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. would have thought he was going, oh, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. But he didn't. Uh, he was clearly under huge pressure. But with five seconds to spare, he brought home mm-hmm. the bacon, I think is the he, phrase. He, he did. He did. Yeah. And with delight, he went, he went into the gym and said, I got all 11, brilliant. And then he sat there not really lauding it because his actions spoke for themselves. And I hope he can keep this going. I hope he can stay like this. I mean, I think you would probably agree that in the jungle you have to be yourself, don't you? Because you quickly get found out. Like with any reality TV show, you know, you quickly get found out. If you're trying to be something else, you come a cropper, don't you? So, so perhaps but, what we are seeing of Matt Hancock is the real Matt Hancock. That's a very insightful question, Katie. I don't think everyone who goes into the jungle or reality TV generally realises what you mm. said is true. Uh, I've always been myself. I, I have been represented as a different kinds of person. But if you're in front of cameras 24 hours a day for three weeks, you can't really keep it up. Uh, there were some pretenders in my year in 2010, and I thought, oh, you've got a game plan, uh, and that's going to be shown up. And Matt isn't going to be able to do that, and he doesn't want to do that. So I suppose the reason I'm confident in, in defending him I haven't got a vested interest in doing it, mm. apart from, from friendship. Uh, it's because I know that eventually his character will shine through. Remember, ITV's got no obligation at all to, to help someone redeem themselves. They just want to maximise the rating. Every cat and bone moment will be re- reported. They have to report him well yesterday because he did do well. Mm. And that's, I think, why something you speculated about earlier on could actually be true. He might just redeem himself. But he's um, got to stay humble. I think as well, he redeemed himself with his campmates, didn't he? I mean, he did get a frosty reception when, when we saw him on Wednesday night's show, uh, particularly from Boy George, but we'll talk about that in a second. Obviously, the 11 stars would have helped him feel the love 
from his co-stars. But last night, it seemed like it was more than that. It seemed like they were actually enjoying his company, wasn't it? I mean, we saw the wonderful moment when Babatande was asking him about his affair <laughs> with Gina. Um, and, and he was very candid, wasn't he, about the yeah. fact that that he'd split from his wife and, and gone off with her. Yeah, Babatunde said something like, uh, you got the booty, bro. And <laughs> it was actually quite an endearing moment. Babatunde clearly likes him. It's obvious that they're getting on well. He tends to be sitting with Babatunde quite a lot. And, and you do have favourites. People will coalesce into mini groups in the overall mm. group, and that's happening. But the most touching moment for me was something which I, I don't think he was pretending about. He basically said, yeah, and I, I brought it on myself. What's happened to me? I brought it on myself. One thing that's interesting about The Jungle, Kate, is that you know you're being filmed, but you can't sustain that awareness. Eventually, you just start having real conversations. Mm. A very small number of people maybe carry on a pretense, but, but Matt wouldn't be one of them. So when he was having that chat, I didn't feel he was playing to the cameras particularly. I think that he was being sincere. It's always to decide, but I know he owns the mistakes he's made. And, and that's perhaps one of the most endearing things we've seen so far. I think you're right. I think the, the public do like a bit of honesty, don't they? And they particularly don't think that Matt Hancock is an honest human being, do they? So I suppose what well, he, he's kind of challenging everybody's views on him, isn't he? Which is really, really interesting. What I'm really fascinated by is that they are, you know, they are in the jungle for 24-7. But we only see just under an hour of it. You know, despite it feels longer because of all the ad breaks. So, so last night we saw less of Boy George, didn't we? Um, and I wonder if he was edited out for any reason. I mean, because because it was very favourable to Matt. And as we know, you know, there is kind of this this thing brewing between Matt and Boy George. And Boy George is obviously very offended that Matt Hancock's on the show. I mean, what what do you think's going on there? Uh, two things. One is a piece of insider knowledge mm-hmm. uh, about the editing, and the other thing is about the camp dynamics. On the first one, the editors are not obliged to make anyone look good or bad. They distill that 24 hours into probably about 45 minutes mm. of footage per day. That's 45 minutes of 24 hours of a dozen people. So they can pretty much make you look the way they want. Now, I was made to look geeky as well when I was in there. So they didn't have to make Matt look good, but I doubt they had stuff to make him look bad because he's unlikely to be swinging his ego around behind the scenes because there is no behind the scenes. <laughs> in, in terms of... Uh, of Boy George, they probably wanted to focus on Matt because they know that millions of people, including most of Parliament, are switching on to watch Matt Hancock. Mm. Uh, If Boy George could see how it's happening, he would probably be a little bit jealous, and he will be if he watches it when he comes out. Uh, There is a seething tension there, but, you know, Boy George is a fair person. I don't really know him well, but I get the sense that if he feels that Matt is a fair player or not the person he saw on television and in the papers, He'll say so. And that's a very interesting dynamic. He's Boy George is, if you like, the camp leader in some ways. And what he says and does will influence other people there too. Being an undercover mole for Matt Hancock <laughs> has actually really worked, hasn't it? I mean, first of all, I really like that sort of bromance that, that began with him and Sean Walsh. I thought that was very funny. And Sean Walsh just ribbed him, but really kind of in a kind way, didn't he, from, from the beginning? But actually, it's shown, hasn't it, that it's got a real sense of humour. And I think this, this series, more than any other I've watched, is just really funny, isn't it? This is the best series since 2010. <laughs> well, you would say that, wouldn't you? <laughs> we have the highest ratings in the history of the show. Something ridiculous, like 24, 26 million. Partly because people wanted to see me suffer. It wasn't the only reason, but that was one of the reasons. What you don't see, and this is another process point, is the time between 
the clip because you do, do spend 24 hours a day with these people and they get to know each other. It's obvious that Sean and Matt have a bond because they came in at the same time. I really like Sean. He's such a lovely person. And there was that bromance, or there is that bromance, and there's that sort of myth of camaraderie. The other thing, though, is that uh, Matt Hancock does have a sincere commitment to doing these things well. And so he took it really seriously. He didn't say, oh, this is just a stupid show. He did his best to be an undercover mole. And then when they have to recruit two other people, <laughs> spoiler alert now, if you haven't seen it, but the two other people become moles as well. He, he basically played it straight. He said, look, this is what I'm doing. This is why. This is what you need to do. And, uh, and the instructions were taken. Uh, and they achieved something very impressive. It's definitely done him good. And it's interesting also that the editors decided to give him that role. That was a discretionary decision by the producers. Mm-hmm. But they played it well. Yeah, no, no, they haven't. And actually, I think, I I mean, I found I, my childish sense of humour lends itself to this kind of doing <laughs> dares and things. But I just thought the moment that Jill Scott had to tell Charlene White that she turned off loose women because she they were moaning too much, I just thought it was hilarious. And I was really hoping that Charlene might be a bit more offended by it, but she took it quite, she took it quite well, didn't she? <laughs> no, she didn't. No, she didn't. And actually, uh, uh, it, there was a confession after that when uh, she still said, oh, I felt really yes. bad doing it and couldn't wait to confess afterwards. Because <laughs> if you look at, at if you look at, at the, the the loose woman's loose response, it was like, you know, I really don't want to hear this. <laughs> uh, and and she, she looked moany. I think you're being generous. I think she was genuinely offended. And she was cringing for doing it. And, and I just, I, you're right. By the way, it is a really great. So the dynamics are beautiful this time. Sometimes I don't watch it because I don't find the people very interesting. But they've just got it exactly right here. And, and it, it's also great because it doesn't last for weeks. They had a 48-hour sketch, if you like, and then there's the reveal. And I love the way they did that because the team and the team spirit develops and everything else. And when they had to make them do that stupid pre-match warm-up dance, which he just made up with a stupid dance, that was lovely. And she showed her leadership by getting any, everyone to do it. Yeah, no, well, I think she's wonderful and I really want her yeah. to win. Now, talking of Jill, we're all talking about Matt Hancock, aren't we? And and it's all about, it, is, it very much last night was the Matt Hancock show. Let's go on to some other, I mean, Mike Tyndall? I mean, do you, do, last night he was again quite quiet. I mean, I guess they're all getting sort of bits of airtime. But but who else, who else stands out for you? Yeah, just, just one morning again, it is down to editing. The editors will say, what mm. do we think the public want to see? And mm. last night was the Matt Hancock show because it's been the Matt Hancock show for the last 10 days. So they needed to do that. They will dig up uh, Boy George. He'll probably get a lot of coverage today because of the trial that they've done and, and they balance it out. I think you're right. I think Jill's doing great, but we knew she would mm. uh, because she's a real team player. Um, she's proved that the only people who can't play football in Britain are the English men. Uh, and as a result of that, she is proving leadership. I actually think Tyndall's kind of being the the fixer. You know, when mm. it, it seems perfectly plausible when a trick was played on him that he would be the person to find the spider and to remove it. And he did it with with aplomb. Actually, mm. he just accepted that he needed to do it. I think he's doing well. I think uh, Dawn is absolutely great. So funny. But I actually don't really think there's a bad person there. Owen is the. Um, window dressing I love I love Owen and maybe I say that as a 40 odd year old woman I love Owen um, but he's very funny although I do wish he'd stop saying gassed he keeps saying I'm gassed uh, I can't, yeah. I've had to google it I think it means like happy or entertained he's, or something he's trying to make a word that's yeah. what he's trying to do like it's sick 
I mean, that was something which was created. They kind of have a catchphrase. That's what happens, by the way, when people have a plan. It's so obvious, but it doesn't, it doesn't really work. Sabatunde, he's sincere. He's so funny. Mm. And it's spontaneous. When he's in the Jungle Telegraph talking, it's just really funny. Uh, so, I mean, I can see Owen's kind of sweet, and he needs to be there. And mm. once again, he hasn't acquitted himself badly. There's not really one person, I think, uh, is particularly weak. Um, when it comes to, East, uh, to our friend from EastEnders, he's doing all right. Probably not the most effervescent. I don't think he can win. But once again, he's playing a nice role. Uh, it's really exceptional. In my year, in 2010, I think the dynamics were really good, really interesting spread uh, of people. So they've done that again. Last year, I just didn't mm. think it really worked. Mm. There's wrong rotation as well. It's not interesting to see people in, in a castle in Wales. It is very interesting to see them in the jungle. So tonight, tonight is interesting, isn't it? Because Matt and Boy George, who who I think, again, I referred to this earlier, this kind of seems to be something fizzling under the surface with those two, doesn't there? Um, they've both been voted by the public to take part in tonight's trial, which will be an eating trial. We've not been told, but I wonder if it is kind of a competition between the two of them, which would be really apt, wouldn't it? Given that they kind of seem to be competing without realising with... George? <laughs> it could be the case. But my suspicion is that we'll have to work as a team. And the dynamic they're trying to create is a team out of two people who, as you rightly say, could end up in a big bust-up and a big conflict. And here's the irony. If I'm right, then they have to bond to mm. get the food. Mm. The only currency that matters in the jungle after about five days is food, <laughs> uh, because nothing else matters anymore. You're just thinking about food all the time. So they're going to have to work together if I'm right. And that will be interesting because Matt doesn't have anything against Boy George and he accepts the fact that Boy George is in many ways a voice for millions of people who are shouting at the TV and wanting Boy George to challenge Matt. But if Boy George makes it with Matt and they get all the stars or they, they work together, that could actually be quite good for Matt too. Now, I mm. suspect you're right, by the way. These two could be the main performers, but there's a very strong set. You don't know quite how it develops. Tyndall. He's going to be great at trials if he ever gets a chance to do mm. one. Baba mm. Dunde will make us laugh. Sean Walsh is great as an undercover mole. Uh, but tonight is about exploring that dynamic. Mm. And I think the, the post-match briefing will be interesting between those two. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing, isn't it? We are in danger of, of not seeing anyone else do challenges, aren't we? That, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the issue. Obviously, we saw Baba Tunde. He, he was the first to be voted in because mm. he didn't walk that that plank um, and, and but he he proved us all wrong and, and was fantastic and um, and got got all the stars he needed to get but but I do wonder like you say whether Mike Tyndall Jill Scott you know we want I know we want to see them do a Bush Tucker trial but I kind of concerned that the audience like them too much to vote them in to do those things Mike Tyndall is the same sort of character as uh, Linton Christie was in my year mm. everyone assumes whatever he does he'll achieve it's not interesting in a way to the audience if you just go in there, you get everything and you come out. I was voted in at the beginning uh, for a trial because people thought I would crash and burn, and I didn't. So then I didn't get voted in for the next one. Uh, Gilly McKeith fainted. Leave that one hanging there for now. <laughs> Do you she not think still, she fainted? She insists to me to this very day that she did faint. So I leave it to the older audience to decide. But she brought it on herself because of whether, for whatever reason, she kept collapsing, and people love to see it. Um, uh, uh, and that's the thing. And here's, here is the irony again. The better Matt does in the trials, the less likely he will be to be voted in. Because it's not really interesting to see him not suffer. 
And he'll know he's really making inroads for the public if they don't vote him in mm. for a trial. Mm. Uh, but there's some way to go yet. I reckon he'll be voted in quite a few times uh, in between. So, so how, as, as someone who you, you know him well, how upset do you think he would be or hurt or how do you think he would feel if he knew what was going on back here? And, and, you know, the real... I mean, I think there's actually hatred towards him, isn't there? I mean, if you look at Twitter, I mean, it really is. It's really quite nasty. It's, it's, it, there's real bile being thrown at him. I mean, do you, how do you think he'd feel about that? He will definitely have underestimated the response and he'll have little idea that he has been the main story. At a very difficult time for the British economy, mm. he has been the main story. It's so bad that I was uh, on with Holly and Phil the other morning and Angela Rayner, and she was criticising uh, Matt, and I pointed to something out about Angela's expenses, and maybe I said it in a clumsy way. And I got attacked for saying, <laughs> you don't have to talk about her whenever you're defending Matt. So there's this kind of this witch hunt against Matt, mm. which has slightly dragged me into it as well. Uh, he wouldn't be too hurt about that. He knows that he is in a bad place. You can, I've been there, Katie, mm. and you know I've been there. Mm. And you just... You can't avoid it. You either accept it, you can be grumpy about it, but it's the thrill. I think the thing he'll care most about is how his children are managing it. And I think he hasn't said this to me, but because I didn't know he was going to the jungle, but I would say he's thinking when he's doing those trials, I have to make my children proud. Uh, oh, okay. Well, that's, possible. that's lovely. Yeah, I know it's, it's a very soft thing to say, but if the other kids at school are saying, you know, your dad's pretty good at those trials. That's the best single thing he could do. Mm. That's what he'll be thinking about more than anything else, I think. So finally, Lembit. Now, having watched the show last night, I really do wonder what are the chances of Matt? I mean, I would never have said this two days ago, but it's starting to come into my mind now. Like, could he win? Yeah, yeah. I've been thinking that too. My prediction was he'd be third out, partly because I was third out. I don't want him <laughs> to do better than me. Uh, but uh, I think he will do better than me. And... This is the least confident thing I've said in our whole discussion. But it's just possible if he maintains his humility. That's one crucial thing. If he just pays himself and nobody else, the people, public will go, actually, yeah, well, we want to see a little bit more of him. But I think, I still say he'll be sort of fourth out. Anything more than that has been a massive time for him. If he's mm-hmm. not first out, he will have redeemed himself. Can he win? Maybe. That will take a miracle. But you know what? Sometimes miracles happen. I think Boy George is still the favourite, and maybe Jill. Thank you so much for joining me, Lemby. Well, we'll see, won't we, in a few days, how it all pans out for Matt. Thanks very much. Uh, uh, I'll come back and apologise for everything I got wrong. (laughs) Please do. Vote Matt for the child. (laughs) Thank you very much, Lemby. Thanks for listening. I'm Katie Hind, and that was Jungle Confidential, the Mail's daily podcast about all things I'm a celebrity. Find us at dailymail.co.uk slash jungleconfidential, at Mail Plus, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Join us every day for insiders, male experts, former winners, celebrities and insider info you won't hear anywhere else.